Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Pearly Marva, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You know what, guys? I dropped in to ask the question. What is the sin that causes us to sin? Yes, yes, yes. We get ready to deal with this. One second, one minute, one moment. But you guys already know we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being together with us in the midst of us, Father. For you said we're two or three are joined together. Father, there you are right in the midst of us, Abba, Father. And Father, you said if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord God, you would fill us. So, Father, we thank you for letting us know what you know, because we want to know what you know, Father. For you said before the foundations of the world, you knew us. Father, we want to know what you know about us. We want to know what you know, Father. Therefore, we come before you hungered and thirsting after righteousness. Lord God, and I ask that you anoint my lips of clay, Lord God, and reveal your word to us, Father, so we can see what you see, say what you say, hear what you hear, and know what you know. My Abba Father, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You guys, again, thank you guys for joining in. This is Pearly Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And I had to ask the question, what is the sin that causes us to sin? Yes, 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 yes. What is it? We know that God, that he tells us in 1 John 1, 9, that if we can, uh, if we do sin, if we confess, if, if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? So what is the sin? Do you really mean that you really think that God means for us to sit there and try to confess and remember every sin that we've ever done or committed? We got some sins of the heart. We got those secret sins. We'd be all day confessing our sins. Um, But that's not what is. So what is the sin that causes us to sin? (laughs) Uh, um, Unbelief. You know, um, Hebrews tells us without faith. You know, we must first believe that God exists, right? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must first believe that he does exist and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, right? So without faith, it's impossible to please God. So Jesus was upset with the children of Israel because of their doubt and unbelief. It was their unbelief that kept them from being able to enter into Canaan. It was their unbelief that kept them from being able to believe God, right? So how many of you know that when we don't believe what God say, then we don't do what God say. And when we don't do what God say, then that's how that's what's causing us to sin. <laughs> so Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. If you love me, then obey me. How many of you know that our obedience to God comes out of our love for God? So when we sin, Father, forgive me. You know, you not uh, for not believing you, for not trusting you, because that's exactly what it is. Anytime we don't do what God say, it's because we don't believe what God say. Hold on, wait up, hold a minute. Um, because the fact that we don't believe everything God say don't mean we don't love him. It doesn't mean that we're still learning about him. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
right? So we're still learning and the Lord knows that we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. Well, how many, remember what he says that he that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin, right? So in other words, we're responsible for what we know. So when I know to do the right thing and I don't do the right thing, that's what causes me to sin. That's what sin is, right? And that's not, it's not doing what God say do. But the reason we don't do what God say do is because we don't believe what God say, right? It's like if, I've, if someone tell you um, a snake just went in that grass, and guess what? If you don't believe them, guess what you're going to do? And you all, oh, I'm going to step in the grass. Why? Because you didn't believe what they said. Therefore, you did not heed the warning. And when we don't believe what God say, we, how many of you know we act on what we believe? Let's just let's just get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to the root, to the rut, to the you know. Let's just talk real talk. It don't. No one's saying that um, you don't love God because nobody knows everything, right? None of us knows everything. None of us have arrived. We're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory, right? But what God does say is, when I know better, He expects for me to do better. Because He that knoweth to do good and do it not, for Him it is sin. Because when I'm not doing what God tells me to do, then I'm being disobedient to Him, right? But He tells us in uh, Hosea, He said, "My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge." So when I don't know what's right or what's wrong concerning that situation, and then I I go against God and do the opposite, then that's different because. That's ignorance. That's not me purposely knowing um, what God said to do and not doing it. But that's why the Lord said, come to me and ask for wisdom and I'll give it to you. Because when you don't know what to do, how many of us know that when we don't know what to do, God always know what to do. So he said, look here, when you don't know what to do, come and ask me. I'm not going to rebuke you or, you know, cast you out, make you feel stupid for asking me. I'm telling you, when you don't know what to do, come ask me, ask for wisdom. And I will give it to you liberally. I want you to know what you need to know. I want you to know what I know. God is our father as we're born again believers. And we need to seek him for parental guidance, right? Just like you want your kids to seek you for parental guidance. When your kids was little, they understood. They couldn't just go stay all night with their friends without asking you first. They're a kid. They understood the order of things. And God said, unless we come to him as a child, we cannot, we won't inherit the kingdom of God. We, won't, we have to come with childlike faith. Said, okay, you're the father. I'm the child. You know more than I do, father. So what I need to do is when I don't know what to do, I need to get wisdom. I need to come and ask you just like a child asks his parents. I need to come and go and ask my father. Father, what is your counsel on this? What is, what do you say about this? What am I supposed to do with this? And until you hear from him or get an unction from him or get a leading from the Holy Spirit, you sit, you sit there and you be still. Okay, you say nothing and you do nothing until you hear, you get a word from him concerning that issue, whatever it is that you're asking him for. Okay. Okay, so what is the sin that caused us to sin? Doubt and unbelief. Everything is rooted in doubt and unbelief. Everything. 
fear is rooted in doubt and unbelief because when we uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear but power love and a, and a sound mind so when we fear comes out of not being not trusting God so when we're when we're fearful and afraid it just means that our love has not been made complete yet right because perfect love casts out fear so when we have confidence of God's love for us how many of you know that fear will have no place in us so Jesus says it he says it. he sums it up he said you know what you need to love the Lord that God with all our heart our mind and our soul why because what he said is I need to you to love me with every part of your being because when you love me with every part of your being there is no place for no other idols there's no place for uh, no other gods so it's when we fall down it says a righteous man will fall down seven times but he's going to get back up why because a righteous man heart desire is really truly to fulfill God's desire because our spirit is willing but our flesh is weak so the work that we need to do is just finding out what the will of God is for our lives right faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God nobody knows everything and and what we don't know it really is hurting us because the things that we don't know those are the areas that the devil is is counter-attacking us on he, he those that the doors uh, the, the, you know that he's gaining access into our lives for my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge so what we need to do we need to um, um, wisdom is the principal thing but in all our getting get some understanding so we have to spend time with God in order to know God Jesus understand he understand what's going on he said like if you love he said why do you call me Lord Lord and not do what I say so he's talking about he's talking about the things that we know if, if you're telling me don't do something and I'm going to go on and do it anyway, I, I can't, if, if that's the way I'm going to live my life, I can't call you Lord if I live my life doing what I want to do and not caring about what you think. You're not my Lord. The Lord is like a supervisor. When you go to a job, they train you on how to do that job. You'll have a supervisor that, okay, this is how what, what I want you to do today. I want you to focus on this today. So a supervisor is there to tell you, to give you your work schedule, your work plan, or whatever it is that you're supposed to do that day. That's your supervisor. And so your Lord, when Jesus is your Lord, he said, I need you to acknowledge me in all your ways. Lean not to your own understanding, but I need for you to acknowledge me in all your ways so I can direct your path because Jesus, the, his word is a light, lamp into our feet, a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. It's, it's his word is there to lead God. The Holy Spirit is here to lead God and to direct us into everything that's true. Right. So he said, look here. Where you going? I, I, I'm already there because I'm not in time. Okay, I I can see where you're going before you get there. I already know what's. I know your future. I'm your alpha and your omega. I'm your beginning and your end. I know I know the end of your life. I know everything there is about you. So, in other words, you know how we say nobody knows it all, but we know somebody who do know it all. I'm in, our heavenly Father knows everything. He's omnipotent and he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. So he said, look here, uh, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. The footsteps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Listen here. He said, look, just like you, your children come to you for guidance and direction. That's how I need you to come to me for guidance and direction. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. And I understand that you're going to fall down and I understand um, but but I also I, I'm more concerned about you when you don't get back up. 
Because I already know you're going to fall down because we're still learning and none of us are perfect and we have it. We don't know it all, but we know somebody who do know it all. Right. So what, what he wants us to do is the sin that leads us to sin is doubt and unbelief. When we don't trust God, it causes us to disobey God. When we don't trust God, um, when we don't know God, it causes us uh, to be ignorant of God. It's a, it's a, ignorance and rebellion is two different things. Let's get that straight, okay? He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? That means, because what you don't know, what we don't know really is hurting us. So that's what we need to be focusing on, those areas in our lives where the enemy is gaining access and spending time um, med- knowing, uh, on the word in the word of God, understanding how much God loves you, getting to know God, delighting ourselves in the Lord. He said, if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we walk in love, we won't feel the, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh because when we love is the fulfillment of the law. See, it's not about us trying not to do this or trying not to do that. It's about us developing a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. And when you love someone, I don't know about you, but yes, I do. Because like I said, we done did some foolish things in the name of love. When you love someone, it'll motivate you to do uh, the right thing. It'll motivate you to not want to hurt them. Why? Because it's your love for them that's causing you to want to do those things. It has nothing to do with, with whether you feel like it or not. It's because my my love for you is causing me to want to do right by you. My love for you is causing me to be in submission to you. My love for you is causing my commitment to you. My love for you is causing me to be patient with you. My love for you is causing me to be kind with you. It's God's love. You know, our love for God, that's how we display God's love towards others. It's our love relationship with him. He tells a man to love the woman like Christ loved the church, right? Well, a man that don't love God can't love you like God. It's our love. I love you with the love of the Lord because it's the love of God that's in me, the Apostle Paul says, that's compelling me to want to go and tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the love is an action word. It will motivate you. It will move you. Jesus said, faith without works is dead. So if you see your brother or sister in need and you close your bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God? He said, it can't be. If you see somebody in your brother or sister in need and you pretend like you don't see and you have the ability to help them, but you do nothing, that's not the love of God. Why? Because the love of God, how dwelleth the love of God, the word says, because the love in us will compel us to want to do. It, it's just a natural thing because love is an action word. It's going to move you. It's going to cause you to want to do things because love is an action word. It's going to compel you. It's going to propel you. It's going to move you when we're talking about the love of God. So the sin that causes us to sin is doubt and unbelief. Jesus, God was upset with them because they would not believe him. How long will I continue to do these things for these people? He would say about the children of Israel. And they still not believe me because when we don't believe God, we simply, I mean, it's the truth of the matter is we call him a liar. Hold on. There's no condemnation. This is not a time to get condemned. This is the, uh, but I do pray that God will convict us 
because that's what the Holy Spirit came to do, convict or to convince us that we are really in need of a Savior. He can uh, convict us that we can convince us that we can trust you because God is love. It's not just that God love. God is love. So the sin that causes us to sin is doubt and unbelief. And, and it, it always goes to the root. It's always at the root. You say, well, I was afraid. Well, that, that's because you didn't trust God. <laughs> Because you doubted God. And it's kind of like when Peter got out of the boat, as long as he was trusting God, he was able to walk. But when he started doubting God, that's when he began to sink. <laughs> when his, he had more confidence in, the, in the, 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 the ability of the storm than he had in the ability of, of God saying, come on, come on, walk. But there's no condemnation because we're all growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. This is a faith walk. He said the just shall live. It, it has to be a lifestyle. You can't just wait till you see it to believe it. Because he said it's an evil and a wicked generation. He said an evil and a wicked generation, they always seeking a sign. They can't just believe me for what I say. Thomas said, I, I won't believe you. I won't believe it's him. Thomas said he would not believe that he was the, that was Jesus unless he was able to put his hand in his side. And Jesus said, gone, you can do it. But, uh, you know, it's an evil and a wicked generation that seeks a sign. He said, you're more blessed. He said, you're more blessed if you could just believe and not see. Why? Because that's what faith is. Faith is just taking God at his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that means if I'm lacking knowledge in the area of my life, I need to get in the word to see what the counsel of God is to see what my father. Okay, Lord, what, what do you, okay. I need to come to you for some advice because I need to know what is it you think about this? What is your counsel on this? What does your word say about this? I need to come get the counsel of God. I need to see what his word is saying. The counsel of God is his word. The wisdom of God is his word. What are you saying? What? Are, okay, so now that I found out what you're saying about this situation, this subject about being married or dating or being a friend or love or whatever it is. I don't know whatever the whatever the door is that the devil used to gain anger, whatever it is. Um now that I found out what the word of God says about it, he told me to take it off, to take off anger, to put on love. You know, um, now that I found out what he said concerning the situation, now I'm responsible for doing what he said. Right. He says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I'm not hearing the word concerning, this is why we're, none of us have arrived. We're growing from faith to faith because nobody knows everything. Right. So as we encounter life, we got to check with Jesus Christ, check with the word. Father, what are you saying? Um, you know, what are you saying about this? I, I'm, I'm, we're going to start, I'm going to do a Christian speed dating event, but I'm, I did a video and I'm talking about part of my story of how I had been saved 13 years and I was married the first time I got uh, saved. I was married 13 years and I was saved for 13 years, but when I got divorced, I, I was entering into a new season in my life called singleness. And my mind had not been renewed in that area because I was married the whole time I was a Christian. So I didn't I didn't know the counsel of God. I didn't know how to date as a Christian. You guys, um, if you're interested in our Christian speed dating event and uh, our singles meeting, because we're going to have a singles meeting, because I know a lot of uh, uh, places, they don't have single meetings. 
And so when you're not teaching singles how to live single, but you're just meeting up to have potlucks, and but you, if you're not really teaching these people, they're not going to know how to date uh, like believers. As born-again believers, we're not supposed to date like the world. Um, so you guys, um, I'm working on that video right now. I'm going to release it here in a little bit. Uh, also, if you would like to register for our Christian speed dating event, it's going to be in Lawton, Oklahoma. Uh, I'll give you more information as I learn more. But what I'm saying is I, my, I was ignorant in the area of Christian dating. I knew some, what some of the rules were. I knew what, but I didn't know how to do what I know. Do you know how to do what you know? Once again, that comes back to the wisdom of God, asking God for wisdom. Lord, show me how not to let my body burn with lust. Lord, show me how not to fornicate. Lord, show me how not to. You know, uh, that's the counsel of God. We got to get the wisdom of God. You can know a lot of scriptures and a lot of us do. I mean, we've been saved 13, 14, 15, 20, 30 years. I've been saved now 31, 32 years. Right. But uh, do I have revelation on everything I know? We know a lot of scriptures. Well, excuse me. We're well versed and we can say the scripture. I mean, but if you stop and say, okay, so tell me, what does that mean? You guys pick up some of my Bible study guides. They're little thin study guides. And it's going to take you inside and behind the word of God. So you and he will impart to you some spiritual revelation. You think because you know the scriptures that you know, but for real, you don't. Because when people come and really ask you, tell me exactly what that means. And and even if they can tell you what that means, then you can say, well, tell me how to do it. Because we can, so I asked the question, do you know how to even do what you know? So you can know stuff and not, and, and still not have faith to, you know, to do it. Um, so, so the sin that leads to sin is doubt and unbelief. This is the sin that we need to repent of. Um, I, I know one of the guys in the Bible say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And just because we know a Bible verse don't mean we have faith for that Bible verse. <laughs> so you can know a lot of scriptures, but but for real, you know, I like to say, I'm not really impressed by how many scriptures people know or none of that, because all I do is look at, because that's how I judge myself. This is, he said, if you judge yourself, you won't have to be judged, right? So I can judge, I judge my own love for God by my obedience to God my level of love for God, right? There's no condemnation. I'm growing from faith to faith. And what I did wrong yesterday, I promise you, I'm gonna try not to do today because I I, I always say I refuse to go through anything in life and not learn something from it because I don't like repeating cycles. I don't like wandering in the wilderness. And I'm not trying to find a way to wiggle out of it because God's word is the my absolute truth. And when I am wrong, I'm just wrong. Ain't no way around it. Ain't no way of trying to fix it. If, if, if my opinion is not God's opinion, then my opinion is trash. And that's all there is to it. Because God's word is my absolute and only truth. And it doesn't matter who you are. The apostle Paul says, I am set for the defense of the gospel. So if you're not saying what God is saying, then that's not my truth. <laughs> I'm just sorry. If it's in other words, if it's not in line with the word of God, if it's not in line with the wisdom of God, if it's not in line with the counsel of God, then it ain't God. 
And I don't care how good it sounds. So this is so important that we get in the word of God because um, and not have itching ears. We have to be able to endure sound doctrine. That is so very important in this time, in this season, because that spirit of deception is strong. So when it seems like the words are being strong, that's because deception is a very strong spirit. Jesus said even some of the elect, he said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but even some of the elect will be deceived. Deception is a very, very, very strong spirit. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man in the end thereof is death. Eve thought that it was okay. I mean, all the stuff was good. It looked good. It was good. And it was going to make something good happen to her. That's what the devil had tricked her into believing. He tricked Eve into believing just because it looked good, then it must be good. Okay, it was good for the eyes. And then it looked like it was good to for food. You know, it looked like it tastes good, right? And then it was going to serve a good purpose. The devil tricked her out of the truth to make her think that if you eat this, you're going to be wise like God, knowing good from evil. So it looked good. And she thought it was good. And she thought it was going to do something for her good. But it really, it seemed like it was the right way because it looked like everything was good. But for real, it wasn't God. So it wasn't good. We cannot compromise the word of God. It's not about trying to fit God into our schedule. It's not about trying to make God conform to our image. It's not tr- trying to, about trying to tramp, uh convince God to do what we want him to do. It's not about trying to talk God into what we want. You know, Cain and Abel both gave gifts. One was accepted and one was not. We can't just give God anything and say, here, now you take it and you accept it. You take it and you bless it. No, it's about us conforming. He said, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when we bent on doing things our way, the flesh is contrary to the spirit. It's contrary, it's opposite. It's an enmity towards God. Our flesh nature is like a spoiled brat kid and it wants to do what it wants to do. You know, when your kid, you uh, have, you seen a kid have a temper tantrum, fall out on the floor, throw everything, you know, trying to get his way. And that's the nature of the flesh. Our flesh wants what it wants. It will try to manipulate. It will try to um, fix stuff up to try to make it look like it's okay. But the Lord will send someone by and say, hey, like he did David, when he sent Nathan, the prophet through to tell him this story. I don't know about you, but today I come before my heavenly father and I say, father, forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not believing you, because that is the thing that I need to repent of, because it was because I didn't believe you that I said what I said, because you said a soft answer turns away wrath. Now, if I would believe that a soft answer turns away wrath, then I would have gave a soft answer because that's what I believe. You see what I'm saying? I'm just using that for an example. Lord, that is unbelief. When we know to do good, Jesus said it, and we don't do it, then that, then it, then that's sin, right? Why? What is the sin that leads to sin? Unbelief. Unbelief is the root cause to every sin that we do. Because it's all because we don't believe God when we don't trust God. 
the children of Israel could not enter into the rest of God because of their doubt and unbelief. And some of us, we're wandering and we're here and we're there and we're everywhere and we're just trying to figure it all out. When the Lord is saying, listen here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy. I'm not putting heavy stuff on you and my burden is light. I'm not trying to weigh you down with anything. But you can enter into my rest because there's still a rest waiting for you. But the only way we're going to be able to enter into the rest of God, to enter into the peace of God, is we have to believe what he say. And when, we have, when we're walking in faith, we're walking in expectations, you're going to feel hopeful. When, the way you can tell when you're walking in faith is when you feel hopeful because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the way you can tell you're walking in faith is when you feel hope because hope causes you to feel like you're expecting something. It makes you feel like you're expecting something, like something good is going to happen. I'm feeling very hopeful. That's how you know that you're in faith. Okay, just say, for example, you call your job and they say, hey, we got a thousand dollar check. We overnight it. It should be there anytime tomorrow. You're waiting for it in faith and you're hopeful because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Right. So you, because you have faith in it, you're excited. You're expecting when you're in faith, you're going to be in expectation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen when you're hoping for something you're going to be expecting something. That's how you know when you're waiting in faith. When you're not waiting in faith, it's because you're not hoping for anything or you could you could be wishing. Wishing, God don't do wishes. God is into faith, okay? Um, well, when we're in faith, it's going to cause us to feel hopeful. And when you're in faith, it's going to, you're going to feel firm. You're going to be feel settled and you're going to feel established. And you're not going to come up off of it because God's truth is your truth. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what it looked like. All I know is what he said. He said, Acts 16, 31, if I believe, not only shall I be saved, but my household also. That's all there is. It doesn't matter what it looked like. It, none of that don't matter because I understand that God, God's word is, when God's word is your absolute truth, there's nothing else. When God's word is your absolute truth, the devil can't tell you nothing else. And when you do fall, you're going to, uh, and you, you feel that conviction, just repent. Father, forgive me for not trusting you. Because that's all it leads back to. If I know to do good and I don't do it, then that's, for, that's sin. And the reason I didn't do it is because I didn't believe him. And there's no condemnation. That doesn't mean you don't love God. That don't mean I didn't love God. That means I need to build my faith up and, um, uh, uh, in that area because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and I need to just you know just tell my father I'm sorry he still loves me and get up and continue to walk forward in him you know if I need to repent to someone tell someone I'm sorry you know but um, the the sin that le- the sin that causes us to sin is doubt and unbelief Jesus said if you love me then obey me so let's spend time developing a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, uh, John, read the book of John and, and, and see how much God loves you. He said that when my, when you, when you abide, when 
love, when you walk in love, when you love others, then that means you love God. And when you abide in love, then you abide in God and God abides in you. Why is this? Because God is love. This is why you say, how can you say you love a God who you can't see uh, when you can't love your brother who you can see? Why? Because God is love. So when we walk in love and we abide in love, then we abide in God and God abides in us because God is love. So let's just spend time. There's no condemnation. We're just going to spend time loving on God, reading his word. Read the book of John. Please read the book of John. Read the whole entire book of John. John talks a lot about he was the one that that, he, that said that he loved God. That was the one that God, Jesus loved. He loved them all. But I'm saying the book of John is going to talk a lot about the love of God. Read John, the book of John. Um, We have to just develop that love relationship. How many of you know the that when you know someone, the more you know someone, the easier it is to trust them. And that's the same way with God. So the, the more we know him, the easier it is to trust him. And how do you get to know him? Same way you get to know people. You have to spend time with them. God and his word is one. So we, we're spending time in God's word. We're spending time with him. Praise, prayer, worship, all this. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So how do we delight ourselves in the Lord? It means to take pleasure in. We have to spend time with him through prayer, praise, worship, delight yourself in him. And how many of you know that when you delight yourself in the Lord, it's going to change your desires. There's no way you can get in the presence of the Lord and come out with the same desires. So what he's saying is delight yourself in the Lord. Why? Because when we delight ourselves in the Lord, it changes our heart desires into his desires. And that way, when we're asking him for something, all we're really asking for is what he already wants. <laughs> this is why he said delight yourself first. Why? Because when we delight ourselves first, it's going to change the condition of our heart. Right. Okay, so... Uh, the sin that leads to sin is doubt and unbelief. It always, you know, the serpent, he had to cause Eve to doubt God. He told her, oh, did God really say you will surely die? You won't really die. You know that in the day that you eat, you will be knowing good from evil. You'll be like him. You'll know good from evil. So he, he caused her to doubt God, right? That's why she did what she did. She doubted God. And when we doubt God, then we open ourselves up to the spirit of deception. When we don't believe God, we open ourselves up to a spirit of deception. Because when we don't believe God, what we're saying, there is a way that seemed it right. See, it seemed like it was right. Anytime, just because it looked good, just because it seems like it is good, just, and just seem, and just because it seems like it's going to cause something to happen to you, that's good. Uh, just, that's the deception. The devil has to make you believe that everything he has to call, make you call good evil and evil good. If the devil can convince you that evil is good and good is evil, <laughs> that's the, that's what deception is. There is a way that seemed right. It seemed right to Eve. Everything about it seemed good. The man looked good. The man dressed good. Um, the man seemed like he was good. And besides, he had a good job, so that was gonna, that's going to benefit me. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the same? The three doorways, the three doorways where the devil gained access into our lives. When, let me tell you this. When Jesus, Romans 12 and 2 say, love not the world, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed 
uh, by the renewing of your mind so you will know his good, acceptable, and perfect will, right? This is a, this is a reasonable servant. Listen, so love not the world. What is the love of the world? The love of the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's the, Those are the three temptations of Christ. Those are the three temptations that Christ overcome, came, right? So he never lusted, but he knows what it feels like to be tempted by lust, the lust of the flesh. You know, he never sinned, but he knows what it feels like to be tempted by the lust of the eyes. He never sinned, but he knows what it feels like to be tempted by the pride of life because the devil did all three of them to him when he was fasting in the garden, in the wilderness for 40 days in the book of Matthews. So when he's telling us to love not the world, because he said, you love the world, love not the world, nor the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Because if you love the world, this is what he mean when he say the love of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Don't be tempted by these things because when you do, it's going to cause the love of the of God not to be in you. And so these were the three temptations that Eve was tempted with. The lust of the flesh, she saw it. The lust of the, uh, she saw that it, it looked good. She was lusting after it. The lust of the f- eyes, it, it was going to taste good. Right? It looked like it was going to taste good. And then the pride of life, because she wanted to be like God, not knowing she was already like God. So he dealt with her on her identity issues. It's so important that we know who we are in Christ, because if we don't know who we are in Christ, that is a direct doorway for the devil to be able to gain access into our lives when we don't know who we are in Jesus Christ. On that note, you guys pick up my book, Understanding Your Identity in Christ, Understanding God's Love for You. Both of those books, you can get those books online at Walmart, walmart.com. You can get those two study guide books or you can order them. Um, online at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can just put do a title search and it'll show you all the places that book is uh, available because it, it is some worldwide shipping too. So um, just uh, put the, put my name in there in the Google Pearly Martin and it'll bring up some stuff. Um, but you guys, thank you guys so very much. My heart desire is to see people grow and develop and grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And I love to see people grow from Butterf- um, caterpillars into butterflies being transformed. I love to see the transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ um, in, in people's lives. So I tell people this too. You know what? I am the miracle because I knew who I was before Christ and now I know who I am, you know, after Christ. And the fact that God changed me, if God can change me and he's still changing me, he can change anyone. How about that? If God can change you, he can change anybody. So the same way uh, someone prayed for me and the same way somebody had faith for me to succeed. That's the same way we too, likewise, must continue to go on and stand in the gap for our children and for others. Those we know, those we don't know. Right. Uh, I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. And uh, next time you fall down, just say, Lord, forgive me for not not believing you. It, um, it's not the end of the world. We don't like to admit when we don't have faith for something. But that doesn't mean that we don't love God. That means I need to find out what the counsel of God is because nobody knows it all. So like we're saying, God said we're growing from faith to faith. He wants us to grow from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Um, we have to get in the word of God for faith to come, okay? So we're all at different levels, but really the whole main story is having faith in God. When you have faith in God and God alone, 
What does it mean to have faith in God? That means to have faith in who he is, to have faith in his love for you, to have faith in his patience for you, to have faith in his kindness for you. See, I don't have to know everything about God to trust God. I just, I know that he loves me. And because he loves me, when I do find out something that he said to me or about me in his word, I can believe it because faith working by love. I, because I believe that God loves me. See, when you know that God loves you, that's when your faith will work. Because if you don't believe that God loves you, it's not about your faith. It's about having faith in what God say. See, it's your faith. It's not your faith. It's having faith. In other words, it's believing what God say. When we believe what God say, and, we, and we'll see what God say, if there's something for us to do, then we need to do it because faith without works is dead. I say, find the verb. Look for the word and find the verb because the verb is the action word. And when you find the verb in that word, that's your part. That's the part that you have to do. That's your part to play in whatever it was that he said. You know, if he tells you it's something, because you know, if it's something in there that he tells you to do. Uh, okay, let's look at... um. um he tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, I think it's in Philippians, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, just let your requests be made known unto God. Then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will cover your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So what is my part to play in there? Okay, he told me, he said, don't be anxious for nothing, uh, but in everything through prayer. So I need to pray. That's a, that's something. That's an action word. That's one thing I have to do. Through prayer, I need uh, supplications. I got to tell them, make my supplications, my requests known. And then he said, after you've done those two things, then he goes on to say, and then the peace of God, which passes all natural understanding. You know, and you, you ever had peace and couldn't understand how am I so calm in, in the chaos? I mean, there's chaos everywhere, but yet on the inside, I'm still, I feel stillness and calmness. Well, that's probably because you've done what he said. You prayed about it. You, t- you made your, you know, through prayer, supplication, you've given them thanks with thanksgiving. You made your request known unto God. And now because you've done all that, the peace of God, because see, that's his word. God's words is our instructions. OK, he's telling us how to do what he say. God never tells us to do something and not tell us how to do it. OK, he did not create us for failure. Okay, he's not trying to trick us into and he's not trying to test us with evil. God does not test. Do you listen? Look at this. Would you test your children with evil or try to set them up for failure? Would you put a snake on one side of your child and candy on the other side to test them to see which one they're going to grab? That's evil. God does not test us or tempt us with evil. He already knows what we know. It's the devil. The Bible says immediately after the seed is sown that Satan is coming to steal the word. So how is the devil trying to steal the word? He's trying to steal the word through doubt and unbelief, through the cares of the world, through distractions. He wants us to look at the winds and the waves. Distractions are sent on an assignment to cause us to doubt what God is saying to us. That's the purpose of the distractions. Distractions are sent on assignment to steal the word of God out of us. Stay humble 
It's not your faith. It's not your faith that's activating anything. It's believing what God say. Because without faith, it's impossible. See, every everything that we're everything that God said, it's already been done. So we're not doing anything. What all we're doing is believing what He says. And see, because God work, God cannot tell a lie. And our, our faith is what activates uh, believing what God say causes the angels to do what God say. The angels of the Lord, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. They're sitting here now listening and waiting for 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 for, for uh, to put things in motion. It's already finished and it's already done. It's already ours. The land of Canaan was already the children of Israel. He told them that he had given to given it to them, but they they was going to have to play a part in possessing the promise. And their part was to go in and possess the land. And we have to possess our soul because we have to renew our mind to the word of God to do anything that he says. Anything that God tell us to do is going to take faith to do because we must not only believe that he exists, but we must also believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's let's not get in pride thinking because we said something and it happened um, that we're, you know, hey, it's something big about us. No, what happened was we said what God said and God did what he said. It's already done. It's already finished. The same way Elijah wasn't was able to speak to the, uh, the winds and make them obey. That's the same way we can do what he did. We can do what Jesus said. He came to earth to show the disciples what to do. So I tell people, when you don't know what to do, do what Jesus did, because that's really what it's all about. It's about being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I didn't come to serve, but to be, didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. So he came to not just teach the disciples what to do, but he came to show them what to do by demonstration and power. It, you know, their wisdom didn't just rest in his words. Their wisdom, their, their belief rested in what he did. So he can, what he did, so can we can do in greater works in numbers. We can do what he did. We can do what Jesus did. The spirit of the living God is, we can see, he said, those who believe, they can lay hands on the sick. He said, they can cast out devils if you believe. You know, if you believe that Jesus Christ has given us the keys to the kingdom, that he has given us the authority, the Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead is also able to quicken your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us. He said, no, you not in Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6. No, you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the living God, what does that mean? That means that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of us. You say, how I know. He said, uh, his spirit bears witness with my spirit to let me know that I am a child of God. He said, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, that's going to be the same power that's going to quicken our mortal body when we die. But we have, because why? Because we got the spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got the spirit, the same spirit that Jesus had in him. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I'm going to leave you with the comforter. Jesus gave up the ghost and he left the spirit, the Holy Spirit in us to lead us, to guide us and direct us. How many of you know the word of God say Jesus right now sitting in heavenly places at the right hand side of the father, making intercessions on our behalf and the blood is on that mercy seat. 
So God has to have mercy on us. That's why he's not opening up the earth, swallowing up people like he did in the Old Testament. Because Jesus is the lamb. He became the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. And you no longer have to sacrifice lambs and goats for sins because Jesus is our high priest. He came. We do not have a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're in right standings because of what God did. It's not about us. The Lord is saying, look here, I need you to say what I say because I watch over my own word to perform it. It's not our word. It's his word. It's not having faith in our faith. It's having faith. It's basically believing. Let me break it down to you. It's believing what God say. To have faith in God is to believe what he say. To have faith in God is to believe who he is. So that means if I have faith in God, anytime, whatever it is that I read in his word, instantly I just believe it because he said it. I believe it because you said the centurion servant came and said, uh, never mind. You only have to come to my house because I'm a man in authority and I understand authority. We need to understand authority because Jesus gave us his authority and we operate in the earth on behalf of him using his name. We sign his name to everything. You see, his word is good. Who you know is, is very important. I mean, when we're in relationship, we have to we have to get this. When you are in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a king's kid. You don't even understand. You are an heir in a joint heir in Jesus Christ. And when God created you, he didn't create no trash and he didn't create no junk. You are a king's kid if you have accepted Jesus Christ. And as he is, so are we. We are sons of God. Daughters of God, the Bible says, sons and daughters of the most high God, the creator of heaven and all the earth. That's our father. Do you understand that just because you don't have it, you still have it because we're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. We have an inheritance. Do you understand that you are rich? You have an inheritance because when kids are when the kids um, when kids parents are rich. They have a certain, uh, they understand that because mama and daddy is rich, that makes me rich because mama and daddy is rich. That means if I need something or if I want something, I can go to my mama and daddy and they're going to give it to me because they got it. So I like to tell people just because you don't got it don't mean you ain't got it because your father got it. He said, now come on out here and talk to your daddy and tell him what you need through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Just make your request be known unto me. You don't have to be anxious for nothing. You don't have to be worried about anything. Not a light bill, a gas bill. You're not an orphan. He said, I won't leave you as an orphan or I won't leave you comfortless. One translation say orphan. One translation say comfort. I won't leave you. God has not abandoned us. He's our Abba Father. You are not alone. So to have faith in God is to have faith in his character. It's to have faith in who he is. It's to have faith in the fact that he cannot tell a lie. It's to have faith in the fact that he is love. And because God so love. See, he, he don't just love us. Love is who God is. He's not a dad, deadbeat father. He did not create us for failure. He's trying to lead, guide, and direct us into things that's good for us and direct us from away from things that's not good for us. 
We have to have a love relationship. There's a way that seems right. But when we're not going God's way, even though it look good, even though it seems good, even though it sounds good, even though it seems like it's going to be good for us. If it's not God, it's not good. And that's a spirit of deception. And we have got to tell people the truth because deception, the worst, the worst deception is self-deception. Because when you start believing the lie, it's going to take the only thing that can deliver us and set us free, period, is the truth. We have got to tell people, not our truth, but God's truth. And when we tell it, we have to be living it because you can't be telling people to do stuff you're not doing. That's a hypocrite. It's not faith in our faith. It's faith in what God say. We're, 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 we're not doing anything. It's already done. Our part is just to believe what he say. Okay? So we can stay humble. We don't have to be prideful thinking that we did something. We didn't do anything. It's not our righteousness. It's God's righteousness. The only reason we're in right standings with God is because of what Jesus Christ did. So remain humble. Therefore, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. It's not faith in your faith. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. It's already finished. It's already done. We just got to believe what he said and have faith in God. So the sin that leads us to sin is doubt and unbelief. Jesus, God was upset. He said, why don't these people believe me? I've done all these miracles for them. They could not enter in to God's rest because of unbelief, which is a sin. Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. And without faith, it's possible, impossible to please God. So uh, to summarize it all up, to please God is to simply believe God. And to believe God is to act on what he say. Because the truth of the matter is, we act on what we believe. So look at your life. And when we know what the word of God says, he said, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, do all these things. Everything that I know to do, I'm responsible for doing. I can't pick and choose what I want to do. It's not a buffet. Okay, we have to do what he say. Every day. We don't get to take a break off from God and say, well, I'm going to sit you over here. We ain't going to talk about God today. I'm just going to have a whole flesh day. No, those who keep their minds stayed on the Lord. It has to be intentional to have a relationship with someone. It has to be intentional, you know, to be relational. It has to be intentional. He that want friends have to show himself to be friendly. If you want to become a friend of God, you have to spend time with God. And when we don't spend time with his word, what we're saying is, God, I don't have time for you. I don't have time to listen to you. I don't have time to talk to you. And I don't I don't care about what you say because I'm doing my own thing today. I know you told me to lean not to my own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all my ways and you would direct my path. You said for me not, not to be wise in my own eyes, but to depart from evil. Because when I'm not I'm not checking in with my father and I'm just doing what I want to do, I'm being wise in my own eyes. And when things aren't working right, the Bible say that the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the sinner is hard because when we're living a lifestyle contrary to who God is, to contrary to what God say, he's not gracing us or helping us to do evil. That's why it's hard, because when we're living a lifestyle contrary to God, we are resisting God and God is resisting us. Why is this? He said God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. God will grace us to do what he's asking us to do. 
But when we are set in our own stiff neck, rebellious way, we're bent on doing what we want to do. He will let us do it because love is choice, not force. And, but you're going to see it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be burdensome. That yoke is going to be heavy. Why? Because the devil is a taskmaster. He is a taskmaster. He wants us to live outside of God. He wants us to believe that it's, it is good because it looks good. And he wants us to think because it looks good, then it must be good. That's how he led Eve. He led her to believe that evil was good and good was evil. I'm here to tell you, we bind the spirit. We command the spirit of deception to go. Father, I thank you that the veil has been rented. I thank you that their eyes are open. Father, I thank you for a rhema word, Lord God. I thank you that we will walk in this word. I thank you that your word will not return void, Father God, but we have faith in you. It's not faith in our faith. It's faith in what you say. Father, we agree that your word is our absolute truth. And when we read it and we learn this word, even today, Father, we will be obedient. We will act on what you say. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your grace, for gracing us to be able to do what you have asked us to do. Because we know it's in you that we live, move, and have our being. In Jesus' name, I thank you this word. It will penetrate our hearts, our minds. And Holy Spirit, bring it back to us. Be quick to convict us, to convince us. And Father, we ask you for your wisdom to do everything that we've heard and everything that we know. In Jesus' name, we yield our members to you, Lord God. We yield our members again today. We crucify our flesh again today, Father. And we say, not our will, not our way, Lord, not our want, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. The sin that leads to sin is simply doubt and unbelief. And we just repent, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining in. You guys hit that support button and support uh, my podcast. Also, subscribe to my podcast. So whenever I come on, you'll get a notification. Okay. And you guys, please hit share. Share this podcast with someone you know, someone you don't know. Um, Give them a word. Throw them a hope. Give them hope. Throw them a rope by giving them a word of hope. Okay. Uh, On that note, I'm getting ready to end it. Again, this is Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day and know that God is for us. He's not against us. And so let's continue to acknowledge him in all our ways. Father God, here we are again today. And we ask that you lead God and direct our path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys be so blessed and be encouraged.